0: Sonia and Sasha, for
1: real. Thank you for listening to Brain Bank Live and Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for real show. We're back for our favourite, 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 whole favourite day of the week. Sasha. How are you going, Hello. my friend?
2: I am good. Guess what? We got merch. Merch, We got merch. No, merch, we baby. Got merch. <laughs> for those people who can see us, you can see that I have... Hey, Sonia and Sasha hoodie on with mm-hmm. our little logo, a little microphone for real, mm-hmm. and um, we've got merch designed by the beautiful Lizzie, our producer. Yes, it is. We've got merch. I've never had merch before. I know. I'm, walking, been- around a, I'm walking around with the I'm walking around the hoodie with your name on it, Sonia. Your name on it, and, <laughs> and I feel I did, very privileged. I did the school pick up with. A hoodie with your name. Did people ask you? Did they say? Did they no, ask you? One <laughs> no, one person asked me. Not one. Not one-, one-, one person. So merchandise effective? <laughs> Although I was actually on a call with someone today and they did say, what are you wearing? And I was like, mm-hmm. there you go. Whoa. But anyway, they did. All right. What are you
1: it's wearing? only the first day out. That's good. That's
2: nice. Oh, no, Somebody's
1: asked out. you. First day out.
2: So we've got merch. you got merch. I've got merch. Anyone wants to buy our merch, they can actually order merch from us. I mean, oh I don't gosh. know, but just, you know, if you, if you so desperately want our name on you, then we'll get it for you. In fact, my, we love you so much, we'll buy it for you. We should do giveaways. Giveaways, hundred
1: percent. Do a giveaway. Oh my god! Oh, look, we've just done it. All right. Well, that's it. We'll do a giveaway. The best Here's comment on our is... promo for the show this week gets a Sonia and Sasha merch.
2: Merch. Ooh, I merch, like merch. I do like that. I'm going to put an order in. Okay, there you go. It's
1: now, been a very big week in uh, week. our lives, and uh, something really sad happened. Michael Kudinski passed away. Can you believe this? It's this. I was shocked by that because. Although I sort of wasn't a little bit because I saw him lately and he wasn't looking the best. I thought maybe something's going on that they're not telling us here. But wow, what an outpouring of emotion mm. from some of the mega artists around the world. And mm. I've been listening, just watching the interviews during the week. Um, his business partner, um, Chuggy, they call him Chuggy. Um, yeah, you know they started Frontier Touring Company together. You know back in the back in the day, back in the seventies, and you know mm. they signed people like the Police for tours over here, and um, you know just mega artists. Billy Joel called to say how sad he was, and oh, yeah, all of these wow. like these people just all around the world have been seriously affected. And what I loved about the stories is that he was this kind of guy who would just pick up the phone and go, right, this is what we need to do. I need you here on this day and this is what's going to go on. And people would go, yes, no worries, Michael, we'll be there. Mm. Like when COVID hit, he did these amazing fundraisers and, you know, concerts for people. Um, you know with Carly Minogue and you know, all of these amazing artists and and he just he's just the man that picks up the phone and says right Carly I'm gonna pick you up from the airport at 12 and you <laughs> go in down with oh, me and she's like that. I'll do anything for you Michael so what a beautiful man and what an amazing legacy to leave Australian music history this guy yes. has you know was so do you um, no remember? So prevalent.
2: do you remember when like we first started going to concerts and you'd get those tickets and it'd just say Michael Gidinsky pre- yeah. presents yeah. and yes. then you'd you know you'd be going to Bon Jovi or I don't know like I mean it was just forever yeah. these big massive names yeah um and I actually think I've had his children I think he's got a daughter or something I'm sure I've yeah, had some his children. some children in my seminars. Because it's just, you know, I do recall that somebody saying that at the time. Anyway, that's all I know. Anyway, so it's very, very sad because, you know, we're music lovers,
1: which is why we're on
2: radio, because we like to talk and we like to listen to music. Music is the soul of everything. It just, you know, uh, I think to myself, what is the universal languages? Like literally Mm. you could pop me into any country, you could pop me into Mars and you'd mm. give us a bit of a tune, and I reckon a little Martian would do a dance. Like music, <laughs> well, it is. It's a universal language. So you just yeah. can't beat it, you know? Maths and music, I don't know. Put us anywhere. <laughs> universal language. Yeah, get rid of the maths one. Get, get, give, give us more That's of the music right. one. Same but you know same. what else
1: we're lacking in Australia? We're lacking good quality aussie characters that are a bit naughty and a bit edgy and a bit you know straight down the line we're we're naughty we're losing, naughty. We're losing we're naughty. yeah well we're up we're stepping up we're stepping are we, up are we being naughty
2: enough i've been naughty do no, you worry i could be I just, naughty just let me I lose <laughs> I'll tell you, tell <laughs> give me, me half happened. a chance no, we've what got what a big I've
1: show got. before you go on we've got a really big show We do. We've got our therapist on who's going to tell us. Um, oh, no. well, she's not going to tell anybody our secrets, but she's going to tell us all I about dialogue therapy yeah. and how you can get involved and how it can really help and change your life. We've got the incredible Daniel Monge on who is a young person who has his own, well, he's created the only hip-hop chart uh, that's recognised with all of the, you know, um, Spotify, Apple Music and all of those, you know, um, streaming uh, services. Uh, he's got another brand called Rolled Up Entertainment and he's just done something that's never been done in Australian music history at the NBL before. He's just an incredible young person. And we've also got our mate, Donna Stolzenberg, yes. who runs about 17 different charities on her own. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is the Victorian recipient of the Australian of the Year for 2021. And she is going to come on and tell us about all the work that she did with people experiencing homelessness during COVID lockdown, before and after, and all of these amazing charities that she has. So
2: what a great show. How it's, huge. That? It's, it's huge. It's huge. I mean, getting a therapist on is, is huge enough, really. I mean, who <laughs> does? So we right. need to do therapy live on air. I oh, oh, I don't know.
1: On go. that on that note, we better, we better <laughs> go into a break because we're going to get stuck into this big show, Sasha. you ready? Here I'm we go. Ready. I'm it's ready. the Sonia and Sasha for real show. We, it's our favourite day of the week. We love that you're listening to us. Brim Bank Live and Live FM. We'll see you after the break. Sonia and Sasha for real. You're listening to Brimbank Live on Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for Real show. And we've got such a special guest because all of our guests are special. But this lady is phenomenal and one of the hardest workers that you'll ever meet in your life and a very good mate of ours. Sasha, professional introduction, please.
2: Oh, okay. Now, this one, normally, how do we get our guests? We stalk them. We stalk them. them. we did not stalk this one. We did not stalk. This one actually came to to my doorstep, met her through kindergarten, which Ooh. I will tell you later. But I'm gonna give you this incredible resume, okay? Just pause on this one because we can't even do one of these things. And this this is this is, is gonna I'm gonna go for 20 <laughs> minutes on just doing it. Now, this is Donna Stolzenberg. She is the proud founder of the Played Up Project, the School Project, the Melbourne Period Project, Homeless Collective. Sleeping bags for the homeless and is the 2021 Victorian Australian of the Year and also is a proud our nation's first people woman. Can we please give a massive round of applause for Donna Stolzenberg? Woo! Oh my goodness, fantastic introduction. (laughs)
0: I'm
2: tired. I'm tired. What do you do in your spare time other than save the world? (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, look, it, you know, I, spare time is something that I haven't had for a very, very long time. I don't know what I would do with it, but I try and use it for meditation because I'm also, amongst other things, a meditation teacher. So well, that, that's what grounds me and, and I think helps me to be able to do all these things is that I do focus on getting a bit of meditation in every day. So I try anyway. <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh, you are a phenomenal woman.
0: We're so proud of you. you. We're so proud of you.
2: And what a gift. Can we say congratulations? Do, Do you remember when we first met Donna? Yes. Okay. First met Donna was my oldest son was in kindergarten and um, they were raising something we were they were doing something about raising sleeping bags and we went oh this is really cool and I came back to you Sonia and I said the kindergarten is raising some sleeping bags we took our boys out we went to Kmart we Mm -hmm. you know loaded up our trolley full of sleeping bags. And then delivered them to Donna, and then of course you can't not just um, drop off these sleeping bags. You got to make friends with this chick, and that's how <laughs> this woman came into our lives. And then since that moment, we've been able to work with you on lots of different projects that you've mm. done, and um, that's been really, really exciting. And it's so exciting to have you on here because today we actually want to talk about what, firstly, what it's like being. You know, Victorian Australian of the Year. But secondly, what's also been going on with COVID and um, the people that are sleeping rough?
0: Yeah, well, for the first part of your question, being Victorian Australian of the Year, I guess to describe that, it's I got a lot busier, but with a lot more responsibility as well because what happened was I became that voice for the voiceless and Mm. I have to really respect and honour that. So when I'm doing media interviews and um, TV, radio, that sort of thing, I have to keep in mind that I'm speaking for those who don't have a voice and generally in mainstream media there's been what we call poverty porn you know people want the sad stories the bad stories and uh, really want to get people in and what I'm trying to do is get people to be more aware of the facts of the causes of homelessness Mm -hmm. and also the ramifications of being out there on the streets for so long so it got a lot busier it's it's been an amazing journey so far I mean we had our awards it's funny where i'm actually sitting now because of covid us in victoria were all in lockdown so the victorian oh no. australian of the year we had those awards at home so i was literally sitting where i am now in my bedroom so australia's seen my bedroom so that's <laughs> <laughs> country, oh donna that's not kind same. of kinky there
2: donna it's
0: kind <laughs> of a little bit kinky you know <laughs> i know <laughs> I know, and it, and it, look, honestly, if you actually watched the the show, it, it was absolute stuff up. The audio didn't work. Look, we laugh about it now, but the poor oh, host no. was really, really tough. Uh, but it was it was a great experience, and and I like I think they're going to replicate the night for us at some stage. They did say March, but but yeah, it has been. It, it's raised the profile of the charity a lot, which has been amazing because that's what we needed. We needed the community support. We needed the public to understand about homelessness. So. I'm busier than I ever thought I would be, but it's a good kind of busy. So yeah, but look with COVID, and I was awarded Victorian Australian of the Year 2021, but it's always for the work you've done in the previous year. Mm. And Melbourne woke up to bushfires on the first of January, so our charity was at the front of that relief for the bushfires and all the people that were stuck on Malakuta Beach and all everyone out in Gippsland. And then it's no sooner had the fires been put out than we got COVID, and then we're very soon into lockdown. Yeah. So we had to be incredibly dynamic and change the way that we operated because we had now thousands and thousands of people come into our cohort that were never there before because of job loss, lots of casual workers, we had stranded students who needed so much. And our volunteer base was pretty well decimated because a lot of our volunteers are retired people, and mm. they couldn't come out because of COVID. I mean, mm. we could still volunteer. We're an essential service, but it was more about the health of our volunteers. So now we were right at the front of you know, and the towers got locked down, and mm, uh, there was yeah. no warning given to people when that happened and we had women with no sanitary items we had babies with no formula no nappies and we were able to mobilize and get them to them by the next morning rather than them having to wait and wait and wait for you know someone else to come along so everything changed everything flipped on its head we it was the first year that we haven't given out thousands of sleeping bags we usually do over 2000 sleeping bags Mm. to rough sleepers all around the country but because of lockdown, especially yeah. in Melbourne, everyone was in put into hotel rooms, and that mm. was great. But because we knew that they weren't out there freezing, but it angered me so much because the government always had the money to do something about it. They always did, and they just simply chose not to. And I know that people will say, "Well, this is an emergency relief fund," but homelessness is an emergency. Sleeping rough is an emergency. So why would every day, every day, that is an emergency every mm. single day every single single moment they're so vulnerable and the longer you stay out there on the street the harder it is mm. to get out of that chronic homelessness and mm. the government had the money to do that and it, as soon as COVID came all that money just came out and people were put into hotels so um you know things changed a lot for us but the uh we, I know we kind of touched on this briefly and I don't want to sort of tell the whole story all at once but the uh people who are now back on the street again and they've no. been kicked out but nothing was done while they were in a hotels they had the government had the perfect opportunity to create those wraparound services and make sure that people got that intense support that they needed while they were in lockdown it was the perfect opportunity and they didn't do anything about it I think there was a large number of people who did go on to permanent housing so that was a positive out of it however all of the people should have gone on to permanent housing. Saying that 20, I think it was 25, 30% of those who went into the hotels ended up with permanent housing, it should have been 100%. Mm. 30,
3: 25,
0: 30% is too low a number to mm. um, to call that a victory. Way so, do so
2: can you just explain to us how this actually happened so was there literally one day somebody went out on the streets and just said hey you come on let's get in a hotel room is that is that how it happened or um and then how did everybody get out like did someone just knock on the door and go right it's time to go like how do you how did you get in and how did you get out like was there a way to qualify was what how did how did that happen
0: Most of the people on the street are aware of the services that are around, like the food vans and um, Salvation Army and the accommodation services. And what happened was, uh, what I believe actually, was that they were given a number to call or, uh, you know, to get in touch with any of the services. So if they happened to go to a food van, they were told then, look, there is hotel accommodation. And so it was kind of word was passed around and a lot of the first point of contact organisations had that information to pass on to people. Some people chose not to go, uh, which was kind of difficult because they were then at risk of being fined for being out in, uh, you know, not having a, uh, you know, one of the four reasons to be out.
1: Please tell Uh, me that didn't happen. Please tell me that didn't happen.
0: It it did. It did. It it happened to people. um, uh, People in cars got fined. I don't know whether those fines are going to hold up in court, but, yeah, we, uh, like, even in the last... Yeah. That they would yeah sadly I mean did... if
2: your car is your home
0: yeah and you're technically in it
2: then how yeah. can you
0: possibly be fined for it exactly well look we you know some people in cars were getting parking fines and they, they they weren't parked they weren't hurting anyone there was no other traffic around everyone was gone everyone was in lockdown so you know what the city was like it was like a ghost town so they yeah. weren't hurting anybody. Staying there but they were people were getting fined we actually got footage of a uh, some police officers moving along a fellow who it sort of looks like it's around hosier lane just telling him to move along this is in the last lockdown that we had the snap five day lockdown mm. and he's just like where am I going to go I haven't got anywhere I haven't got anywhere to live so there wasn't any further training or any um compassion given to people So, kind of like when the towers went into lockdown, it was just this snap. All right, let's just put them into hotels and then they'll be fine. And Mm. nothing can be further from the truth. When you're (laughs) experiencing homelessness, you're dealing with all sorts of trauma. And the causes of whatever put you out on the street in the first place are all still there. And you've still Mm. got that, um, you know, a lot of PTSD, post traumatic stress from around that as Mm. well. The people were, from what I can gather, um, because it kind of happened pretty quickly, but what they were telling us was that they were given numbers to call and the local support services were also telling them to call a number and then they'd be put into a hotel, you know, front up to the hotel and you'll be given a room and then the street meal services what they started to do was instead of having their street feeds, they would make up all the food, put it into takeaway containers and then take it to the foyers of the hotels and leave it at the foyer so the people could come down and get their food. Oh, Donna, it's just... Hang on. How did they get then back
2: onto the streets? When did they go back in the streets? You said November.
0: Yeah, some people started getting kicked out in about November, which was you know absolutely horrific for people. And some of them were able to stay a bit longer, but they were basically just given notice, like a knock on the door, look, you know, the government said you've got five more days here and that's it. So then you're back out on the street again. And there were some people that were put into uh, permanent housing. The, the um, Andrews government did make a huge commitment to social housing just after. And I think there is a, a pledge for about $5 billion to build 50,000 social housing units complexes or or houses so we will see a a bit of a um a decrease in people experiencing homelessness however if we're not looking at the root causes of homelessness that's just going to be another futile effort because more people will tip into homelessness you know it's it's a catastrophic um situation happening right across this country yeah they pretty much just got a knock on the door and just told well that's it out you go and they just then had to leave and adjusting from being in a hotel room to back out on the street was horrific for so many people and walking around the streets now it, it it's just so different now it pre from pre-covid days it's so much worse people are traumatized and they I, I just forgotten it was like as soon as covid was was over the lockdown was over they were just turf back onto the street and it's just absolutely heartbreaking and there's only so much that we can do as well mm. you know we Can't house everybody. We don't have the millions needed for that. So we just try and help as much as we can.
1: Donna, you do some incredible work and the financial status of our country seems to be bouncing back uh, at a very quick rate and so I think that everybody out there who might have some extra dollars could get and involved in some of your uh, charities. I want to read them out. Could you give me just a really quick line of, of what um, each of these organisations do for yeah, people? Yeah, sure.
0: So Melbourne Period Project provides... We provide sanitary items and toiletries to uh, all people experiencing homelessness who are uh, experiencing period poverty as well. Brilliant. Brilliant. School project? School project supports the children of people experiencing homelessness who are in crisis accommodation, living on the streets or in cars. We make sure that kids have everything they need for school as well as swimming lessons and school camp as well. I love it. Plate up project? The up project is designed to support people who have been experiencing homelessness to get back into work, but it also reintroduces that love of food and cooking. So people who might not have cooked for themselves for a long time who are then going into housing, we make sure that they're excited about food and nutrition as well. Uh, Sleeping bags for homeless that's kind of self-explanatory so we get new sleeping bags we don't use second-hand sleeping bags we get new sleeping bags out to people who are sleeping rough and it literally means the difference between life or death for those people who are sleeping out in a in the middle of a Melbourne winter our bags go all over the country as well.
1: Donna you you, we just are so endlessly inspired by the work that you Mm. do you're so passionate about it you're so selfless Sasha and I have been involved in a lot of the work that you've done and we do so with a full and grateful heart to be thought of um you know to to help in any way that we possibly can if anyone listening can spare you know some help with any of those amazing and there's more there's more we don't have the time to go through the rest of the the projects Mm. that you have but get onto the National Homeless Collective uh website is that correct how do we get in contact with you
0: yeah, so it's uh, nhcollective.org.au and we actually did a lot of work in Brimbank through the, uh, through the lockdown as well. There were thousands of families that we supported throughout Brimbank and uh, the uh community center oh gosh i can't remember what it's called (laughs) the community center um we delivered thousands of like tins of formula and nappies and food and that that was then distributed to our local community um around here but if people go to the website you can have a look at the charities there we also have a mustang raffle at the moment and we Mm. would desperately love for people instead of making a donation buy a raffle ticket you might win a mustang Mm. We get the full ten dollars. A Mustang was donated to us. So oh, if nice. uh, Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. So uh, these amazing people at Raise for Good have donated this Mustang. This was after I won the Victorian of the Year award and we're raffling it. It was donated to raffle, it wasn't it wasn't a gift. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't that lucky? But we've We got... can all have a Mustang, can't we, Sonia? Oh, I'll go okay, you a Mustang. <laughs> I would love. I would love it, but of course I can't that. I can't get a ticket but go onto our website the tickets are ten dollars it's drawn at the end of this month someone has Mm -hmm. to win it and we get the full ten dollars and we've actually been able to secure a warehouse now as well so we've got a warehouse in airport west which is fantastic because of the sale of the tickets from the Mustang, so you can really help us out by go get yourself a Mustang ticket.
1: Just amazing. And you know what? Our, our oh, summer beautiful. is
0: finished. We're heading into autumn. It's going to
1: start getting chilly out on the streets. And for anyone um, who's experiencing homelessness in Melbourne, we really need those sleeping bags and, and blankets and you know all of the other wonderful things that you're able to give um, you know people who are doing it rough. So Donna Stoltenberg, we love you. You're amazing. Thank you so much for being an angel in our city and across our country. The, uh, and thanks Melbourne. for being our
2: friend. We uh, feel so gifted to well, have you as our
0: so thank you. Watching your journey along the years as well has been inspiring for me because I've known you guys for so many years and seen all of the wonderful things that you've done too. So it's uh, it's just so awesome to know you both. Uh, we are so well, proud of you, lady. NH, NHcollective.org.au.
1: Uh, Donna stolson what a champion. We love you. Uh, you listening to MBank Live on Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha For Real Show. We'll see you after the break. Sonia and Sasha, for real. You're listening to Brimberg Live and Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for real show. And you know what? We have had such a great show already. We've listened to the amazing Donna Zan, who happens to be the Victorian Australian of the year. And now we are following up with somebody who's just done something that has never been done before in Australian sport. And how do we we find out? We normally find our guests
2: by what, Sasha? Stalking, but this one we didn't actually stalk. Actually, this is a non-stalking show. Yes, this is a nonstop issue. This is where we we meet people. And we go out, do you know what, Sonia, we actually do go out. I know it sounds weird. I don't really know weird. what you're talking about, or, not me. Or back in the day, back in the day when we back used to the day, go out. Back in the day when we used to go out. And then what we do is we meet random people. Like if you're yeah. a little bit interesting, we will yeah. go up and say, talk to you, make friends with you, not just like make friends with you and Bring then you into you. the circle. We, yeah, exactly, circle of trust. This is true,
4: this is true. Yeah,
2: and so <laughs> we actually met your friend and then we've met you and da, 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 da. So that's how
1: it's come about. Let me do the proper intro. This young man is 22 years old. I mean, I don't even know how to how to describe that in terms of overachieving. Overachieving so at, a, at the age so, of 22. 23 and a half we are, oh, yeah. He <laughs> has two media brands. One is hiphopcharts.com.au and Rolling Up Entertainment, which is an amazing podcast as well, which I had been listening to in the car because I've done a few road trips and some brilliant, brilliant artists and creators that he's interviewed, which I'm going to tell you all about in a minute. He shares creative stories to elevate our thoughts. He's interviewed TikTok stars like JC, who just happens to have a cool 763,000 followers on TikTok. Sasha, you should be all over him because you're a TikToker. Don't worry, I'm a TikToker. And has just uh, made Australian history by bringing the very first live music to the National Basketball League right here in our hometown of Melbourne. Could you please go nuts for Daniel Monge? Woo!
4: My Lord, you guys are crazy. You definitely two big personalities in person over Zoom, the same energy is still reciprocated. So it's oh. a blessing to have to be on, to be on. And it's awesome to be on the other side. Of the interview, yes, right? Yes, yes, It's pretty, yes, it's pretty, yes. fr- pretty surreal for me. So, I'm, oh. racing. I love it. Thank you very much for having me.
2: Because now, I think they have actually like pulled you aside somewhere, and then just started chatting to you at an event, and made friends with you, and have stayed connected with you. Yeah, and at the Caribee so- event. Yes, and and that was, it's just got so much energy and I think I really like it when you connect with like-minded people because mm-hmm. um, and th- that's just a, a testimony of how other people, when they go out places, please go up to other people and make friends with them because you never know where that relationship's going to end. Absolutely. Most definitely,
4: most definitely. Mm-hmm. Like who knew, like at that time, 2019, I, I didn't have any media brand. I was literally asking Gary V for advice on starting and what to focus on and then... It completely, I think that was definitely a catalyst, at least for myself, moving through this whole mm-hmm. journey over the last one, two years, which has been completely shape-shifting and changing of myself, which has been beautiful.
2: Oh, so tell so, us about these media brands.
4: Yeah, well, Rolling Up Entertainment is a brand I started after essentially being involved in this scene, going out to international shows and local gigs and realizing, wow, these, these artists are actually really talented. And it got to a point where I was enjoying myself so much. And I was like, okay, why, why am I not seeing this person online? Like, why, why not? This is kind of, this is getting to a point where this, is, this person is actually extremely talented. This group is mm. actually extremely talented. Why haven't I, haven't I heard their story? And then it mm. got to a point of, instead of blaming media brands out there existing, I was like, okay, why don't I actually put some accountability on myself and be that person that provides that platform to showcase local talent. Mm,
1: that's incredible. And, that, and that's, so that's hip, the
4: beginning of rolling up.
1: And, wow. and hip hop cool charts, uh, every single day, you're updating the charts and, and yeah, showcasing. It's a, yeah,
4: it's a weekly chart.
1: Yeah, and showcasing, so, yeah. you know, Australian hip hop artists, which is just, it's the first of its kind. It's never been done here in Australia.
4: That, yeah, that, that is true. Hip hop charts is the first ever official streaming charts for hip hop. Like wow. you, have the, you have the you have the aria charts of course the hip-hop charts is the first one that's ingrained in the culture mm. at, le- at least from my perspective and it has real raw data that we take from spotify we're not we can't manipulate the data even if we tried
0: mm.
4: so it's awesome so to have the it. the local part as well as hip-hop charts which is a is a bird's eye view of who's winning from, mm. a, from a, an objective level
1: Yeah. And you've done this and Rolled Up Entertainment has this podcast, which uh, I I listened to two of your podcasts in the car in the last couple of days. You did one with Swerve, who happens to be the boyfriend of a friend of ours, Lassie, who came on to our beautiful LV from uh, uh, Yo-Yo, Club Yo-Yo, and various other, you know, brilliant events that she runs around the place. Um, But he's a DJ who's worked with some amazing people. And you just sat with him. What I love about you, Daniel, is you're 22 years old. And it sounds like like you have been around for ages and you just ask it's you're so natural with the questions you get the really you get the essence out of this person you know like he was he was really opening up and as I would imagine that he's another young person as well and he just had these gold nuggets that he was dropping just every five big seconds time, big, time, um, big time. so tell us about how you, you put all of that together
4: well in terms of in terms of that podcast purely People, I get the constant question. This is probably the most common question I get, asked, I get asked is, how do you get on someone at the caliber like JC, Swerve, Jordan Dennis, mm. these people that have worked with incredibly massive people within the music mm. industry? Yep. And my answer always comes back to provide value first, provide value, provide value, 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 then ask. Or yep. Honestly, the I wouldn't even have to ask. Sometimes it happens so naturally. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's, that's really the nugget in itself where if you want to be connected to someone of any level, simply, simply ask. People were so afraid to put ourselves out there and be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's that fear yes. of rejection, right? Yes. And, th- yeah, that came about, yeah, also naturally.
2: Well, you know, they have that saying, give and you shall receive. It's not receive and you shall give. So it's really what you're saying is it's kind of marries up with that statement is that you're just giving them something and then when you do come forward to ask, it's a genuine, they want to give back to you because they've, you've given them so much. And it's a great way of, of doing business and starting networking and building really good relationships because then when, they, when you walk away, there's actually a genuine relationship. It hasn't just been an, an interview or um, a one-off business exchange. There's been something really good there.
4: Definitely. And adding on to that, it's like you attract what you are. So if you're mm. wanting to have deep conversations, why don't you start asking those deep questions? It's very common, like people will complain about not having deep conversations, but they're not willing to be vulnerable themselves. And in the case of Swerve, for instance, he, he was vulnerable. Therefore, I was able to become vulnerable. Like when I, I hear your pain, I'm like, oh, I want to share some of mine with you. And that's when a connection gets built.
1: That's where the magic happens, isn't it? And that's you, right. can Definitely. I just remind everybody, 22, everyone, 22, this young man is. You guys hype right.
4: me up too much.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. We are, we're professional gas, gas providers. Now, listen to me. You on the weekend did something that's never been done before in the history of the National Basketball League. I was so pumped to see this. The thing that I loved the most, apart from the fact that you had brilliant entertainers, is that your faces when you walked off the court after that performance happened was just priceless. You were lit up on fire and, oh, my God, I just loved it. Tell us about what, what happened on the weekend.
4: Yeah, so the NBL is currently running an NBL Cup. So for the first time in history, the National Basketball League of Australia, the biggest league of basketball in Australia, is hosting their first ever cup, a.k.a. Okay, a tournament. So they've brought every single every single team from Australia and New Zealand to to Melbourne, to the, to the center point of Melbourne.
3: Wow. And That's we massive. Brought,
4: yeah. Uh, Julian, shout out to Julian from, from Hip Hop Charts and Modern Day Entertainment, who also manages JC. He came up with the idea a few months back to pitch the NBL live music. And the storm just blew up, right, where the NBL was doing this. They're hosting a month long of games, 36 games. And he came to me and said, hey, Daniel, this is, this is a vision. And he, I'm like, please paint it. Let's go. I'm, I'm just keen. When someone says, Daniel, i got a vision. I want to share it with you. It's like, yes, give me, give me the juice. Give me the sauce. Yeah. And he came to me and said, Daniel, this is what's happening with the MBL. We're going to choose the six biggest games and we're going to pitch the MBL live music and bring on hip hop artists. And he came to me and said, Hey, who would, you, who do you think would, you know, deserve to be showcase and mm-hmm. instantly instantly had ideas I was like, this person, this person and listed them all off and he's like, get it done. So <laughs> I, I had, at, the, at that time, it, honestly, the self belief wasn't that big because it was such a massive thing, right? Though, I just want, I really wanted it, I really, really wanted it to happen. So I messaged them instantly, simply made it happen, got those connections in and we got the green light to bring artists on to the MBL live which is has happened before though not at this caliber where they've done a cup and brought on so many artists over consecutive weeks. And like you were saying walking off walking off center court being in the front seat it was nuts even even hearing the news that like, it was a green light I I I, I cried I I genuinely <laughs> cried when yeah. I got the news that, that so Julian said hey like this is actually going through we're making this happen and the NBL proved it. The Music Network ended up writing writing a write up for us, which is a massive magazine for Australian music, which was yep. nuts. And everything has just now rolled into where we are now, where we're having artists perform over the next few weeks, which is beautiful.
1: So tell us who's coming up. Who do, we had Jordan Astra um, for the first show, and he was um, and DJed by uh, with Swerve. So who who else we've we got coming? Yeah. So
4: this Saturday, the sixth of March, we have Jordan Dennis with Jujo Beats, which would be mm. phenomenal. Then we have JC the day following on the 7th of March on the Sunday.
1: Amazing. and Yeah,
4: those two back-to-back, like personally for me, they've been, <laughs> the thing is like, they've been massive role models for me now to be able to work with them. Yeah. Like just to imagine somebody that you've just admired so much for everything they do and who they are and their entire being. To then work so closely with him, to do podcasts with them, to then have them have like, you're essentially your cousin come and perform is nuts because yeah, of it's course. just, it's like everything I've ever wanted and more. And now it's, it's truly like a manifestation of what I wanted at the start.
2: So where does that mean that you now want to go in the future? Like, because obviously this has just opened up your scope bigger than you thought possible. So that means that your scope is now even bigger. Where do you see yourself in, say, three, four, five years' time?
4: Well, in terms of hip-hop charts, definitely being the hub for Australian hip-hop. Like, that's that's definitely already done. Mm. Like, in terms of music podcasts for Australia, like, biggest, that's already done. Mm. now it's more so okay who do i become in the process of that right Mm -hmm. like yes there are these massive goals that i want to achieve but it's more what's more important in that is who i become as daniel in that process and things that i get to learn because i get to bring on whoever i want to learn from right that's Mm -hmm. the thing with the podcast it's in my control which is the beauty of it Of not Mm -hmm. being a part of a a large media corporation where they say you can only have on X guests and only mm. ask X questions and has to be filtered mm. through this. It's like, no, actually, I can ask any caliber of question and dive into any specific area that the artist or creative is willing to open up to. Mm. So, yes. in terms, no, go on, Sash. Go on, no, Sash.
2: well, I'm just thinking about like how did you go with COVID and business and being motivated because it seemed like, you know, while the rest of the world was slowing down, you were speeding up. How did you do that? How did you mentally put that together for you?
4: 2020 was the best year of my life. But before Ooh. we jump into that, I feel like sonia has got a question. No, 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 no. Please go ahead. Please go ahead. Definitely best year of my life, hands down literally force people to reflect right like if you never took the time out of your day to reflect on your life this was it you were forced into it Mm. there wasn't there was never no i don't have time for x
1: Mm.
4: right now you have all the time in the world okay now what's your excuse i never had time to make content i never had time to go to the gym and work out like now you, now you got time, you got all the time in the world. The world and universe has literally provided you with the things you've been asking for. <laughs> now, what are you going to do with it?
0: Mm.
4: So yeah. within that period, I defined my values for the first time in life. And that, like when I mean define values, I never thought that they were, I always thought it was just like, oh yeah, if someone has values, like company values, value mission goals. But, but to define some for myself, was asking myself questions such as who do I value most in life what are their attributes who is my best friend who are my close friends what are their attributes if I could have one thing in the click of my hands what would that be in terms of personality or attribute or value Um, what are my parents what do they value who do I respect most in in the world who do they value instead of trying to come up with these things on my own ask those questions and that's what led to me defining my values in mean, no order of like self awareness, perspective, happiness, and gratitude, and of course, service to others. So, oh my like gosh. adding yeah, you adding, have to then...
2: take a breath. That was beautiful, <laughs> just beautiful. Don't you just feel like you're just at peace when you're listening to that, Sonia? And is it, it, the other thing is that you are so ahead of the game,
1: Daniel. You're so ahead of the game. If you've got that now at 22, then then. You're on fire for the rest. It's beautiful. Of it. It's
4: beautiful to have that affirmation. That I feel like a lot of mm. a lot of young people definitely have that lack of self belief and doubt. I feel like everyone has a little bit of doubt. Mm. Myself yeah. included. I'm no. Yeah. I'm no no. I'm not a rarity. Like everybody has it. Mm. But going back to in terms of 2020 being the best year, like I developed all these habits. Whether it was working out every day, whether it was reading every day, whether it was listening to a few podcasts every single day, developing these daily habits that compounded over time to now lead mm. into this Pro- making content online getting over that fear making tiktok videos that ended up blowing up which was
1: awesome
2: hang on That's can so we follow funny. you on tiktok yeah we
1: need to follow yeah. all right because you and know we need to I get love every, we need to get every-, every way possible that we can contact you because I'm, we want to spread the word about how incredible you are so how do people listen to the podcast first up give us that
4: at Rolling Up Entertainment everywhere, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, everywhere.
1: Okay. How do we have a look at the hip hop charts? What's that site?
4: hiphopcharts.com.au.
1: How do we follow you on TikTok and on Insta?
4: On Insta, Daniel.Monge.
1: Yeah, M O N G E. And TikTok, same?
4: At rolling Up Entertainment, like you're rolling entertainment. up. And being entertained,
1: <laughs> <Beautiful. All right. laughs> Daniel Mod, you. Gosh, we just—you are in the family, and you're never leaving. That's the whole—we're we're keeping in the you circle. Forever. You're our family now, and we—we um, we thought that from the first time we met, you a very special young person. And thank you so much for being on our show today. We appreciate you. We thank love you. you. It is a blessing, you thank guys. You.
4: That have. Oh, it's utmost uh, respect I have for you guys, and it's a genuine energy and it's pure love. So that's that's what resonates with me.
1: Oh, ah, love that. Blessings to you and, and look out for the live entertainment that's happening at NBL in the next few weeks. And that is our boy, Daniel, who put that whole thing sure. together. I'm so proud of you. You're listening to Vim Live and Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha For Real show. We've been Dan- with Daniel Monge and we will see you after the break. Sonia and Sasha For Real. Thank you for listening to Brainback Live on Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for Real Show, and our next guest is going to delve into our minds Ooh. and tell us how we can be better people by being in control of all of our personalities. Sounds strange? It's not. Sasha. who have we got?
2: Okay. Do you know how we're called Sonia and Sasha for real? Yes. I don't think that this session or this segment really could get any more for real. Yes. Because yes. So, we all know that we've talked about the fact that we're all in therapy, and then when I say we're all, that's not just us and our you know outside bodies, it's all the personalities inside of ourselves that each get a session as well. All the we actually thought that we would bring, because we're encouraging other people to learn about themselves and navigate mm-hmm. their own personalities, we thought that we would bring our very own therapist, on our radio show and we just thought we would introduce annie slaughter who is our therapist and a voice dialogue facilitator hey annie thank you for coming on our show
3: hello ladies how are you today oh Oh,
1: we're fantastic annie we're so happy happy that you're here
3: we love to know a little
1: bit about what you do because you do remedial massage. You're a Reiki master, a Reiki master. That just makes me think that you should be in flowing robes and people should be, you know, at your feet. And um, and our, our, our personal voice dialogue therapy person. So tell us what voice dialogue therapy is.
3: Okay, voice dialogue. It's um, it was kind of evolved probably back in the late 70s by some therapists in California and uh, they subtitle it the psychology of selves Mm. and it's based on the uh, the idea that we're we're who we think we are but we've also got different facets to our nature and in our personality and they're subtly different and so voice dialogue goes your personalities are more different than you might think and so for example um, here's a really easy one when we go to work we put on our work hat don't we Mm -hmm. and when we walk into work we're in work mode efficiency we've got our mind in that groove and that's very different from when we finish work and we're on our way home, we're making a bit of a transition. And mm-hmm. by the time we get home, we're actually in a different mode. Now, you two, because you're mums, um, you'll be in mum mode. Mm-hmm. And that's really different from your work personas. Um, like your work personas are really fun-oriented and... Uh, the mums want a really fun-oriented. <laughs> you know, your mum mode... It's not not fun-oriented, but it's a little bit more responsibility. Mm-hmm. And also if the kids are mucking up, you've got to try and calm them down. There's a whole load of responsibility to mum mode. And mm-hmm. then there's, um, now this is a mode you don't get to use very much these days. I'm worried what uh, you're going to say there, Annie. <laughs> I'm worried <laughs> there. What is that? A, a few modes I'm not using mode. very much. You know, what, the what kind of mom? place you go into when you go on holidays. It it often takes people a couple of days to get into their holiday mode because they're used to being in go, go, go mode. Yes, 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 of course. So I love the analogy. Everyone wears different hats. And um, that might sound really simplistic, simplistic, but when you get down to it, those different parts of us have got different agendas and sometimes Mm. they're pulling us very strongly in different directions now if you're a very like if your life has a lot of responsibility and you're a person that actually likes to have quite a lot of fun but life gets a bit too heavy and overly responsible well the part of you that likes to have fun might start acting up and acting Mm -hmm. out and actually getting you into trouble A really good analogy that another voice dialogue facilitator developed is uh, who's driving your bus? And Mm. it's like, okay, whoever's in the driver's seat, often it's the most responsible part of you, you know, or like, um, I've got to be organised, I've got to run my life well, you know, that really responsible, organised part. Mm. And there's, but there's all other parts of you on the bus. So it might have put the, uh, the more carefree, the more irresponsible part right down the back of the bus and doesn't actually want it anywhere near the driver's seat. In fact, it might have even tried to throw the poor thing off the bus. But, you know... <laughs> Too much responsibility, all work and no no play makes Jack a dull boy. And if it's all work and no play, well, irresponsible might actually try to make a bid for taking over because there's good reasons to actually have downtime. Mm -hmm. It unwinds your nervous system. It actually helps you rest. It helps you recuperate. If you just work all the time, there's a whole bunch of uh, things that can start happening. You can get overweight, you can get unfit, Uh, you can work yourself so hard that your immune system gets depressed and you start catching Mm. every cold that's going around. Mm. So we need to be a bit more balanced. We need to be a balanced whole. Does that make sense? Does oh, that 100% it totally
2: does. So uh, for those people who don't know, my mum was a voice dialogue facilitator and um, she's passed away now, but we've been really in touch with the voices within us and all the different parts of our personality for many, many years. So my mum was doing it oh, know, more than 20 or so years. So really in touch with that. And, and so as one of the things that the reason you're in our lives, Annie, is because... We really have missed that opportunity to be able to speak to those parts of ourselves that we're very aware of. And so, you know, you came into our lives that we're able to, you know, reach out and speak to those little things. And it's, it's, even though we're talking about these personalities that we, you know, we tend to know they're very surface personalities. Like the difference between the mum and and the work one. The, below that, it's almost like there's sub personality under sub personality. You know, like even within the yeah. workplace, you'd kind of right. go, there's the person that that. Yeah. Um, is in the meeting versus the person that's getting up and doing the presentation, that's the the person that's creating the present, you know, within there there's more and more and more and so um, it's actually about giving a voice to all of those parts of ourselves. When I think of driving the bus, um, I look in my mind, I think about it as um, Sasha, as Sasha being self-esteem, the one knowing the most about Sasha as the driving of the bus. But I I guess where I want to be in control of myself is that that Sasha then chooses which personality comes in and out. And so um, rather than it taking control. So, for example, if mum comes in and I'm the angry mum, let's say, because my kids have been really hard work and gets angry and, you know, or... um, or the work part that can't be doing, bothered doing that, that I can actually answer it and say, hey, I wanna access this part of myself because I know myself well enough to be able to access all the parts of myself um, Mm -hmm. rather than it just taking control of me. And I guess that's the best part about a seeking therapy and and obviously being within a voice dialogue um, um, facilitator because, I think that the greatest gift that you can give yourself, anybody, is to get to know yourself.
3: Yes, absolutely. Also, um that everyday, you know, work organizational self, they can um they can have a bad opinion of certain other aspects of you. And uh they can actually want to exclude certain aspects of self. But we actually need all of us. Mm. And sometimes those little forgotten parts or the, little, the parts that don't get much airplay are actually very necessary for us to have um, a happy and balanced life. And they can have gifts. Very often they're carrying certain gifts that um and talents that are not going to come into play in our life in other ways i mean where would your where would your work life be if the two of you if your responsible selves suppressed all your happy fun loving personality girls you guys wouldn't be able to do what you do in your work life Mm. you guys have so much fun and you're such live wires um, but if you were in if responsible mum was driving your bus all the time, she might go, "You know what? The kids need more of your attention. I think you should get rid of that stupid work stuff and uh, just pay attention to the kids. That's what responsible mums do. And then mm. the two of you would be ripping your hair out because um, <laughs> your creative, your creative selves, Are really quite strong you Mm. couldn't actually do it so in fact for your creative selves to actually go you know what you know what responsible mum we need a look in as well they're quite Mm -hmm. strong they weren't actually let your your you know kind of parent self just rule the roost and nor should they you Mm. need all aspects of your being so voice dialogue as you get to know deeper parts of yourself because lots of them, they don't see light of day that much. Mm. Sometimes we've what's called disowned them. Um, Mm. Here's a good example. Uh, Someone who grows up in a family where one or both of the parents were angry all the time, like really angry all the time. They might grow up either learning to be a yeller like their parents or actually going, I hate anger. Anger's horrible. Uh, My parents were angry with me all the time. It was awful. I am never going to be angry. I'm going to be as kind as I can be. And they grow up, and what are they? They're a pushover Mm. because they've disowned their anger. They've disowned Mm. their ability to say no. They've Mm -hmm. identified with their nicey-nice, their Mrs. Mm. Nice, And they're trying to get through life and make everything work and be okay by being kind and nice, which are beautiful qualities. But a person that's just nice without a little bit of an ability, even if they don't show it that much, but a bit of an ability to set a boundary, say no, kick a little bit of ass. You know, you
1: need that power <laughs> to actually, you know, have yeah. a bit of hope. Oh, Annie, do you know Annie. what? You are the perfect person to be on the Sonia and Sasha for real show because that's exactly what you are and it's just a pleasure to sit in your room and open up our whole lives to you um, <laughs> because you, you go in there and you walk with such light feet and you really are, you hold, us, um, you hold us in your arms and you really are there to take care of us. Anybody who wants to know about voice dialogue therapy and to get a great therapist, Annie, how do we get in contact with you?
3: Uh, look, you, could, you guys could put my um, mobile number up if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll you say a- it out loud. It mm-hmm. is 0414 742 728 Brilliant. That's 414 It's in public domain. Because I'm also a massage therapist, if you care to just uh, put my name in a search engine, it will come up with me in the context of massage therapy. So Brilliant. my full name is Annie Slaughter. That's, that's pretty funny. That's like murder and mayhem, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. you're
2: brilliant annie thank you so much
1: for thank being you on so our show so much
2: we
3: appreciate you
2: we'll see you next oh, week okay. and that means in the room see you next week <laughs> yeah we need a whole lot we need, a, see, need a
3: whole I'll other see session you guys with you. and all yourselves next week yes <laughs> bring it on okay you're okay. amazing annie okay. thank you so much
1: for being with us today yeah. you're listening to Brimbank live and live fm we've had a great show today thanks sash i love hanging out with you and we'll see you all too. next week on the Sonia sasha show Brimbank live and live fm
3: Sonia and Sasha, for real.